Welcome to the Sabatu Mansare journey. I'm your host, Sabatu Mansare, a Muslima, a woman's empowerment devotee, a physician assistant, and a woman who will never say I can't, but rather a woman that would say, let me show you. Join me as I dive deep into faith, empowerment, unity, global health, our beloved mother Africa, and yes, chic, modest, Muslima fashion topics delivered to you in bite-sized, fluff-free episodes every Tuesday. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my dear listeners. My interest in our youth is not a foreign concept to my listeners, as I'm certain we all can agree that they can easily be the forgotten ones, the marginalized ones, and the disadvantaged ones. I was a youth right here in Sierra Leone, and while back then it seemed normal to not have the infrastructure or opportunities to empower and invest in us, today I know that is unacceptable. Our adolescents, teenagers, young men and women deserve more, and so today I have have Sierra Leone's Deputy Minister of Youth Affairs, Honorable Lucine Kalon, with me to discuss the state of our nation's youth and his commitment to them. Before his appointment, he worked with young people. Honorable Kalon has a unique story that is aligned with the young people in our society who are generally considered to be violent, unresourceful, unskilled, and unproductive, the so-called street youth. He represents that category of young people at the Ministry of Youth Affairs, and through his capacity, he has over the years controlled and coordinated the affairs of the street youth, serving as a motivation and source of inspiration for them. As a testament to his endearing leadership, working with the street youth, he considers himself to be one of them. He knows what it means to be unemployed and unrecognized. Through his office as the deputy minister, he has been providing job opportunities, empowerment programs, and lobbying for the recognition of the street youth, which has given him the spotlight as one of the best performing ministers at the 2019 edition of the African Achievers Awards. Honorable Lucine Kalon, thank you for stopping by and welcome to the Sabatu Mansari journey. Yeah, Sabatu, thank you for the journey to change the mindset of the youth of this country. And I believe that it's going to be a collective responsibility for all Sierra Leoneans to change the mindset. The moment we change the mindset of the youth, then we can achieve positive development in the country. Thank you. Perfect, perfect, sir. Mr. Deputy Minister, I always I always get this confused when I meet with him. I say, Shaka, you honorable, is it Mr. Deputy Minister? So I'm going to go back and forth throughout this whole thing. But in this case, Mr. Deputy Minister, our paths crossed through our shared passion for youth and our meeting was positively received on social media, which means our youth are anxiously awaiting bold, decisive policy and action plans that caters to their needs. I am a woman whose commitment and passion is second to none, and prioritizing our youth happens to fall in that category. And we cannot let them down like we were let down as youth. And I'm sure you can agree with that. Now, your bio speaks to you relating to our street youth. Tell us about your journey and why you consider yourself one of them. Uh, I consider myself as a youth who came from the ghetto. I refer to it as a ghetto because um, at the age of 18 to 19, I lost my father. I was, I lost my father at an earlier age, so I joined my colleagues to come back to Freetown and to pursue a green and pastor career. We are in seven or ten of us. We are staying in a single room. So oh, wow. imagine that it yeah. was really hard for even to have food and let alone to talk about going to university. Yeah. So I consider myself being a ghetto youth, and I consider myself um, going through the hurdles and the hard way to achieve what I achieve. But what I have to tell them is always just believe in yourself. Yes. And yes. be positively minded. Yes. Follow your dreams. Yes. Um, that's 
that's interesting. I think when we when we work out of of what we have experienced or what is so close to home, our passion is different when we embark upon the journey. We have the responsibility, and I have utmost respect for you because not only did you just you have this job, but you can relate to the people because you were them at one point in time. And and I and I and I'm I'm certain that we're going to make um, a lot of headway now. My stats may be a bit outdated, and I've, I've shared these stats with you in our conversations, but approximately 70% of our youth are unemployed or unemployed, which one could easily deduce is part of the problem. It's not only the problem, but it's definitely part of the problem. As this opens up the door to a life of crime, drug use, teenage pregnancies, homelessness, incarceration, illnesses and disease, conflict, and low, self, low self-esteem. And I say low self-esteem because that in itself affects one's motivation, because if they can't work and support themselves, they can easily assume that their future is one of nothing and their unhealthy environment is actually acceptable. And we know that it's not, it's not, that is not acceptable. As you have demonstrated that even though you went through that journey, you're demonstrating today that there's more to it than your current situation. And as youth, one thing that I know working with quite a few youth, they only see today. They can't see past, you know, this moment. And so uh, how effective is the youth ministry in working towards the employment of youth? The youth ministry is effective um, because what we do, we follow directly His Excellency, the President, the Los Madabio policy statement. Um, if you can recall, in the first um, open of Parliament, His Excellency made it clear to the whole that youth unemployment is a security threat. And as a result of that, we need holistic approach to solve this issue. Okay. So um, after the made, after the, 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 the first open of Parliament speak, um, um, me and my boss, the Honorable Minister Momeo Mambangura, we sat together and looked at um, some of the projects that can um, have positive impact on the youth of this country. And taking into consideration first the, the middleman level power, because if you look at the most um, youth who are not employed at the middle level power youth, mm-hmm. who does not have the required skills to have the job that is available at the job market. Mm-hmm. So what we did was to engage them on consultative dialogue to okay. tell us what they want to do. Um, um, a vivid example of that um Presently, we are we are we we kickstarted in Freetown is the car wash project, which is be- benefiting over uh, one thousand or ten thousand youth presently because His Excellency uh, in the second opening of Parliament made it clearly also to the general public and the people of Sierra Leone that we are going to construct um, car wash and the regional district headquarters in this country, of which is ongoing presently. Okay. Um, um, then also we have so many projects within the ministry of which we believe that can salvage the youth unemployment in the country. Okay. Um, so, so that's a start, right? We're, 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 we all know that not everybody is going to go through educational right route. And it's employ it's important that we invest in skills, right? Outside of education that we also invest in skills. And, um, and, and the car wash project is one that's, that's when I, and I, and I tell you, it seems like every place I pull into, there's some sort of youth car wash thing going on. And I'm saying, no, 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 I'm just here to run up and see somebody real quick. I don't need, I don't need, um, I don't need you to do any, anything. Um, so with that, it's important to note though, that a country's economic growth has a lot to do with economic activity in our working population. So when you have 70% of your population not contributing to the economic activity within the country, we should not be alarmed on why our economy is where it is today. So I'm not an economist or super smart person, but I can simply uh, apply logic and deduce that we need more people contributing to our economic activity, at least to make small advancements in our economy. Now, we've talked about 
employment opportunities that the government has started. Uh, obviously, we need more opportunities for our youth because they're a third of our population. Uh, and if 70% of them are unemployed or underemployed, and now we're going to talk about the ones that are illiterate and unskilled, uh, that is actually 50% of the category fall, uh, of, of youth fall in that category. So what are some of the things that you have put in place for the uneducated and unskilled youths in the country? Yeah, um, um, some of the, 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 the project that we have put in place for the unskilled on, on and the middleman level power youth in this country. Uh, one, we have the Youth in Fishery Project, which is catering for the youth that are living around the coastal line area or the river and line areas to provide job opportunity for them where they can take care of their job. How are we going to, how are we doing that? His Excellency, the President, Jilos Marabio, launched officially and handed over, um, 70 fishing boats. Um, to the youth who are living around the coastal line area oh, to wow. pay 50% of the 50% of what we procure the boat, uh, the, those boats. Um, and in doing so, we strongly believe that we can provide job opportunity and livelihood support for the youth of this country. And remember that a, a good number of our youth are living around the river line area. And as a responsible government, you should also provide alternative means of livelihood for them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, His Excellency also taught it feed that, uh, if you look at the, 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 the rural and urban migration is basically um, resulting to a factor that because of job and mm-hmm. youth are uh, searching yeah. for green and pasture. Yeah. So as a responsible government, what we did also as an initial start, we started the Youth in Agricultural Project mm-hmm. and started with a demonstration of farm within uh, five districts in this country. Okay. And those demonstration of farm, they were supposed to serve as a motivation or as a springboard to motivate the youth to enter into agriculture. Yeah. And after that, also the second opening of parliament is Excellency made it clear also to the general public and the people of Australia that we are still going to support institution to establish institutional farm. And he was very specific with his um wording that it directly to the Ministry of Youth that we are going to we are going to support Ministry of Youth to establish chief down youth farms. And doing that also we, uh, um recently me and my boss we are all over this country motivating the youth to 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 identify and map out the IVS land so that they can enter into agriculture. Um, agriculture because we strongly believe that agriculture contributes towards the economy as well as provides secure job for the youth of this country. Yeah. Um, notwithstanding that, also we have the National Youth Service Program. The National Youth Service Program is gearing towards to create a national cohesion and also to mitigate this tribalism or regionalism among the youth of this country. His Excellency strongly believe that the National Youth Service can be used as a tool to strengthen unity and also bring about um, um, uh, intermarriages and the movement in marriages happen between the youth of this country. We strongly believe that the, the, the idea of regionalism or tribalism will be minimized. And also the National Youth Service has also as a tool also to provide the required job experience that is needed for the job market. Uh, you can agree with me that um, some some of these um, institutions or most of the jobs that are being advertised in the paper, they will ask you for two or three years job experience. Yeah. So if you are coming out of a university or yes. out of college, you don't have the required experience, yeah. you will not be opportune to even apply. So that's why as a responsible government also, we totally feel that also this, um, the youth of this country, not only providing national service to the people, but we also give them the required uh, experience that is needed for them to apply for the job market. And also we have the commission, the National Youth Commission presently that is also involving to a lot of um, including the agricultural project and also um, the Banjajuma um, skills um, development project in in rules 
and road and road maintenance and also road construction. We are in over 1,000 of youth are presently undergoing skills training on how to construct and develop or uh, uh, mental um, bending or whatsoever they are they are learning. They are yeah. also to add value to them in the society. Um, um, presently, we have a lot of um, um, project and within the ministry, we strongly believe that they can minimize the youth unemployment and can also um, foster development and sustainable development in the country. Now, you, you mentioned a few things that are very, very important. Um, and, and, and and we talk about agriculture, and I know some people, it's like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I, don't, I went to college and I, and I don't want to get into the agriculture business, but it, it, brilliant conversation. We'll talk about the urban, the rural urban migration. It's happening around the world. It is estimated that actual capital cities will have more people than rural cities by, I think it's 2050 or something, will double in size about the amount of people that would do that. And we know that agriculture tends to take place in the rural areas. So incentivizing youth to be able to uh, maintain, to be part of the agricultural system is very important because, as you know, the Sustainable Development Goal, and I'm going off script here, but the Sustainable Development Goal is saying that we must reduce hunger by 2030. Well, we cannot do that if everybody leaves the rural areas and comes to the capital city. And so I do encourage our youth um, that fall in that, you know, whether it's unskilled or uneducated or even educated, right, to be part of the agricultural workforce because we do not want to find ourselves as a country, but this is a global problem where we have food insecurity problems, meaning we don't have enough food to feed the current generation and generations to come. And so very, I, I, I find that very interesting. And, and most people stay away from the agriculture. You seem like it's just an urban thing. I mean, a rural thing, I'm sorry. But the fact that you guys are now making it something that's enticing and, and somewhat somewhat of a recruiting tool for youth is, is very, very uh, valuable, not only for their livelihood and employment and, and be able to, to sustain themselves, but also it improves our country because everything that we should be doing is in regard outside of God should be um, in, in, in improving your country. And we all have a responsibility for that. I came back just to do that as well. And so I, I I really, um, I really like that. The uh, I didn't know that there were issues with intermarriages. I, I thought, the, you know, the the as long as the Madingos them and the Fula stay getting married, beautiful children will continue to happen. Because I'm a Madingo, I'm co I'm kidding. That's why I said that. But uh, I, I didn't know that that was actually an issue, and and that we do see that. Um, there could be conflict in that and that you guys are, have looked ahead and identified all of the touch points where potentially youth are, are marginalized um, um, and, and uh, disadvantaged. So, so thank you for, for raising that awareness to, to some of us. Now, some of us um, may uh, now we're going to talk about the, the flagship program. Now, a lot of my listeners especially um, the non-African uh, listeners do not know what a flagship program is. I had to learn what flagship actually meant. Um, and so for the non-African listeners, flagship programs of, of a government are their priorities to address major national concerns on health, education, environment, irrigation, urban, so many things. So each um, each department, uh, governmental agency, has its own flagship that will obviously allow them to improve and advance the country in itself. So with that, Honorable, what is the Youth Affairs flagship program for this year, and what successes have you made thus far? Yeah, um, we are working in line with His Excellency flagship program, um, 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 that is basically education and agriculture. Mm -hmm. So as a youth ministry, mm -hmm. the, the, we are 
we are we are operating on the two main flagship programs of His Excellency the President Chilos Marabio, Agriculture and Human Capital Development. I've just explained the agricultural side. We are in um, the President and, and the Second Open Parliament made it clear that we are supposed to establish the Chipdom Youth um, uh, Chipdom Rice Production Farm in all the regional districts around the country, of which uh, 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 we are at advanced stage now. And His Excellency the President of Chilos Marabio have also procured 410 tractors for the youth of this country uh -huh. to ensure that they really um, involve into mechanized agriculture. Yes, and yes. also, well, the Ministry of Youth Affairs, we have engaged the stakeholders, the primary chief, to uh, an identification and mapping up or uh, mapping out of the IVS land and also mobilization of the youth to ensure that they actively involve into agriculture. Um, we strongly believe that agriculture is one of the flagship programs of His Excellency. Okay. And that is why, as a ministry, we have um, a project labeled Youth in Agriculture project to ensure that we, we complement the effort of other ministry also who are gearing towards ensuring that they, they, they work um, towards the flagship program of His Excellency. Um, also, we, we have the National Youth Service, which we believe that it's human capital development. Um, National Youth Service, we strongly believe that it's human capital development and it's one of another flagship program of His Excellency, the President Julius Marabio. National Youth Service we believe that will provide the required job experience and we also not um, the youth of this country to be patriotic and nationalistic and to also um, see themselves as, as one family and one body. We are in this idea of tribalism, nepotism, and regionalism will be mitigated some, to some extent. Uh, we also, under the, the, the National Youth Commission, we, we have the graduate internship program, of which we'll be blending the graduate intern internship program with the National Youth um, service mm -hmm. to ensure that we really actualize his excellency policy statement in ensuring that um, the, the flagship program meet the, the needs and we achieve the objective of his excellency flagship program within the Ministry of Youth Affairs. I'm going to come back and answer that. We're going to go on a quick break because we need to do some technical fixes real quick and then I'm going to talk about mechanization because that's a very, very good point that you just brought up. Um, Turkish, let's just go on break for 30 seconds if you don't Una duo me fumble down a cushion. This na una picking cyber to Masaye, and I they come with me joining a AYV network from Mama Salon to America White House and back. Me langa waka, he full up with so so up and down, and I want for shape that story with una all every Sunday, 10 o'clock na morning. Tinja them from all about na Salonia and around the world who join we for encourage we for motivate we for inform we pan youth and woman them better one pan well body business pan faith business and we beloved mama africa this na the cyber to masari journey back to masari and i Una duo me fumble down una kushe this na una picking cyber to masare and are they come with me joining a AYV network from Mama Salon to America White House and back me langa waka he full up with so so up and down and I want for shape that story with una all every Sunday 10 o'clock na morning change them from all about na Salonia and around the world who join we for encourage we for motivate we for inform we pan youth and woman them better one pan well body business pan faith business and we beloved mama Africa this na the cyber to masari journey 
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear listeners. This is Saiba Tumasare, and I'm bringing my journey to the AYB network from Sierra Leone to the United States White House and back. My journey has been filled with ups and downs, and I want to share that story with each of you. Every Sunday at 10 in the morning, guests from across Sierra Leone and around the world will join us to keep us all motivated and informed on all things youth and women empowerment, global health, faith, and of course, our beloved Mother Africa. This is the Saibatu Masari Journey. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear listeners. This is Saiba Tumasare, and I'm bringing my journey to the AYB network from Sierra Leone to the United States White House and back. My journey has been filled with ups and downs, and I want to share that story with each of you. Every Sunday at 10 in the morning, guests from across Sierra Leone and around the world will join us to keep us all motivated and informed on all things youth and women empowerment, global health, faith, and of course, our beloved Mother Africa. This is the Saibatu Masari Journey. Una duo me fumble una kushe this na una pike cyber to masare and are come with me joining na AYV network from Mama Salon to America White House and back me langa waka e full up with so so up and down and I want for shape that story with una all every Sunday 10 o'clock na morning change them from all about na Salonia and around the world who join we for encourage we for motivate we for inform we pan youth and woman them better one pan well body business pan faith business and we beloved mama africa this na the cyber to masari journey Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear listeners. This is Saiba Tumansare, and I'm bringing my journey to the AYB network from Sierra Leone to the United States White House and back. My journey has been filled with ups and downs, and I want to share that story with each of you. Every Sunday at 10 in the morning, guests from across Sierra Leone and around the world will join us to keep us all motivated and informed on all things youth and women empowerment, global health, faith, and of course, our beloved Mother Africa. This is the Saibatu Masari Journey. Una duo me fumble una kushe this na una pike cyber to masare and are come with me joining a AYV network from Mama Salon to America White House and back me langa waka e full up with so so up and down and I want for shape that story with una all every Sunday 10 o'clock na morning change them from all about na Salonia and around the world who join we for encourage we for motivate we for inform we pan youth and woman them better one pan well body business pan faith business and we beloved mama africa this na the cyber to masari journey all right welcome back uh our dear listeners uh we had some technical uh 
issues there, but we're back on. So uh, before we, we went on break, the deputy minister was talking about mechaniza- mechanization, where the country has now donated, let's call it donated, given 410 tractors uh, up into the rural areas to make sure that, uh, again, to, to incite or encourage, not incite, encourage youth uh, as far as, you know, agriculture is concerned. It seems like a lot of the... Um, the focus is on agriculture. Agriculture is very important, as I mentioned earlier. Agriculture is very important, and with mechanization, which means we're not no longer using the old school method of uh, farming. Right? You don't need uh, a hoe. You don't need cutlass. Uh, you don't need you know. You don't need those those kind of tools. Right? Mechanization improves our productivity a lot. Uh, with it, it also expands the land that we're able to actually farm on. It improves the land, and it helps us to be able to produce more of our produce, our crops. So kudos uh, that Sierra Leone is one of the countries that's doing that because it is one of the things that they have noticed in the world that the African countries have not yet mastered. Other countries are producing four, five, ten times the the amount of uh, crops that they should because they've gone to modernization or mechanization. And it's very impressive to hear that Sierra Leone is one of those countries that are doing that. I I did a quick little read on Ghana, which is one of the top producers um, for cocoa, Ghana and uh, Ivory Coast. And mechanization was one of the issues that they struggled with. So to see a country like Sierra Leone already leaning towards that is very good, which means we're probably in line with uh, with what the sustainable development goal is asking of us, I just wanted to to, to mention that. So, honorable, what um, what we already talked about the youth uh, the youth affairs uh, flagship programs. Um, as one who relates to the street youth, you are very aware of the dangers that they're exposed to, from human trafficking to drug and alcohol abuse, which for some of us has probably gone on far too long that they now suffer from substance uh, substance use disorder. Uh, they're in a life of gang, uh, violence and crime, communicable diseases, mental health disorders, and many more. So I want you to talk to us about strategies, policies, and efforts that are being implemented to protect and enhance the lives of these street youth or the ghetto youth. Well, the Ministry of Youth Affairs, uh, in collaboration with the UN agencies, our development partners that are present in Sierra Leone, we undertook an assessment on youth at risk. We are in a survey was done within in Sierra Leone to assess the youth at risk in, in Sierra Leone. And it came out clearly during the assessment that um, um good number of youth are, are, are involved into drugs abuse and they also have their, 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 they also belong to various clubs within Sierra Leone. Um, for instance, the, the black, um, the black flag and the red flag movement, and also the clips. They, they also have the five O's. Um, uh, I'm seizing this opportunity to make it clearly to all Sierra Leoneans that mm-hmm. we have um, these structures that are well organized within the ghetto wing. And also it's a responsibility of the government and development partners to start visiting these ghettos to change the mindset of these youth because they have a hierarchy system of uh, in their organization that they operate through command structures. Yeah. So if we, do, if we have those kind of structures in the ghetto, then it's also the responsibility for both the development partners and also the government to ensure that we, we change the mindset of this youth. Yeah. And how we as a government changing the mindset of this youth is through direct engagement, yeah. like some of the projects that we have within the ministry, the Car Watch project, serve basically um, for those uh, segments of youth who are involved in this kind of drugs abuse 
uh, or, or, or gang-related violence issues, mm -hmm. and also the rural and urban um, migration. Also, we have this agriculture because we strongly believe that the um, good number of youth that are living for that are living in the rural area to come and settle into the urban uh, area, wherein they don't have any other alternative means yes. of their livelihood. The end result will be um, peer group influence, yes. um, gangsterism, cliques, yes. mm -hmm. and also only the strong survive. Yes. So as a government, we want to see how we can mitigate that. We we, we have done the assessment and now also with um, the donor um, partners in the UN, they have provided one or two years project um, for the youth at risk. We are going to start a pilot stage in um, Maburoka and Kenima and ensuring that we provide alternative livelihood support and also counseling for those youth who have been involved into um, misuse of drugs in our society. We are also engaged, we, we have also engaged with some of the um, local uh, um, NGOs within town to see how we can change the mindset of our sisters who are involved into the street work, the yeah. street night um, yeah. business, yeah. to see that also we divert their attention to involve them into something that is productive. Yeah. Recently, we we, we, we hear where um, when His Excellency, the President Gilos Mada will make a pronouncement on the Munafa funding. We are in um, this particular type of funding will be geared towards specifically girls like that who are doing this strict business because okay. they don't have other alternative means of, of taking care of their livelihood. And as a government, we strongly believe that if we give them short um, um, capital or loan, short-term loan or capital to establish or own their own businesses, and by doing that, that can minimize or mitigate um, the night um, business that they are doing. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, I, I, I like that we have... Uh, strategies and policies, but I want to correlate those strategies and policies and partnerships with the UN to results. So have we seen um, a decline, and, and we're going off here, but have we seen a decline um, or uh, progress being made in all of these different strategies, whether we've reduced the number of women that are out prostituting, we've reduced the number of uh, young people, and this is not just uh, men that are that are abusing drugs, right? So let's get that clear. So this is not a man's problem, right? This is a, a youth problem, as is, uh, and, and actually it's a global problem also. But have we seen any progress in all of these different strategies where we have reduced uh, these negative um, uh, impacts to our society? Yeah, definitely. We have seen a lot of progresses. Um, over the years or, um, from 2012, 20, um, 2012, a lot of youth we attest to the fact that the rate of which we, we used to see, um, gang violence or street violence or, or gang, um, um, disturbing has been mitigated to some extent. We no longer hear about the um, street gang or gang-related violence in this country. And also the, the high rate of armed robbery has been reduced also okay. uh, to some extent that you can walk around the street or midnight even in this country. We are feeling very peaceful and protected. And back in the days, you cannot walk midnight. Uh, we are in those um, boys, um, they would they will, um, they will either slap you or remove your phone away yeah. from you. So now Sierra Leone is very peaceful and the, the rate of which uh, the click and the formation of this uh, youth gangster club, we have minimized it under the, uh, the leadership of His Excellency Gilos okay. Marabio. And looking also at the, the misuse of drugs, we are strongly um, um, 
pushing towards that direction to ensure that because um we strongly believe that the idle mind is the devil's workshop yes. if you don't engage the youth into something productive and the only other alternative means that they have for their happy for their help for their happy moment is to go to those ghettos and misuse yeah. the drugs so that's why we want to see wherein the development partners and the private sectors can really um, come, come um, together and work to, with the Ministry of Youth to ensure that we 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 reduce this number of uh, uh, youth who have been um, caught within this particular um, 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 misuse of drugs in the country or substance abuse. Yeah, and there's 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 a lot of work ahead on that, and um, and I pray that we're able to succeed at that because you know it's it's a very um, you know, other countries suffer from this at a higher rate uh, than than Sierra Leone does, um, and it's it's very debilitating, whether it's to family members, to the person itself, to society, to the country as a whole. And I pray that we're able to uh, get a hold of this very quickly um, and get uh, these youth uh, away from from drug use. Uh, whether it's experimentation uh, and, and, and breaking down these um, these cliques and these gangs and these hierarchies of sorts um, and, and, and truly engaging the people, the youth, where they where they are. Um, and that's a, that's an interesting question. How does the youth uh, ministry engage with youth? Like, how do you sit and hear from them what their concerns are, what they need from you? And not every single thing is going to be answered, but is there some sort of... Um, uh, method where you get to hear from the youth? Yeah, um, we, we um, uh, as a youth ministry, we strongly believe in face-to-face -face discussion and consultative dialogue, engagement um, through um, um, town halls meeting, district mm -hmm. community, um, get to visit and even engaging them through sport activities. Okay. We strongly believe that that is those are the channels that we are using okay. under the Ministry of Youth Affairs to engage some of these youth okay. into discussion. It's only when you discuss with a person or individual or a group of people, then yeah. you can know the issue. Yes, if you don't know. discuss with them, then you will not know their problem. You will not know their yeah. issue also. So we strongly believe in um, um, active engagement, um, using um, the football, the, uh, the music, the entertainment um, wing in the country. And we also visit them randomly in the ghetto and go there and sit with them and talk to them that um, this is not the way forward. This is not the uh, um, this is not the only means of survival yes. that you have. These drugs cannot, the drug cannot um, wipe away your pain. Yeah. It cannot take away anything. We are all like this before, but look at me today. I, I, you know, sometimes I like to make reference to myself to yes. really talk to them mm -hmm. and to uh, to see how I can change their mindset. Yeah. And then a lot of them sometimes they do appreciate when we sit together and discuss and dialogue on some of the issues that are passionately affecting them yeah. um, in their homes, um, um, their own personal lifestyle, what, what what are some of my advice that I would like to advise them or what are some of the good directions that I would like to tell them that this is the direction for them to take. I always tell them that you have to believe in yourself and drugs is not the, the solution to it all. Uh, drugs cannot be the solution and it can never be the solution. The only solution is that you have to believe in yourself and work towards in empowering yourself in the society and value yourself because the moment you value yourself in the society, then the society can value you because if you don't value yourself and respect yes. yourself the society can never value definitely I, I actually I think that's in that's in my my closing I appreciate that and I and I do admire that about you that you um, you are relatable to to that population and I think sometimes to get people to truly understand um, 
where they're going, uh, it's good to be able to talk to someone that's walked that journey with them, right? It's different for somebody who hasn't to come out and say, these are all the things that you need to do. Uh, but it's very easy to relate uh, and, and, and you give them hope by showing that I was you at one point and now look at me today uh, because I didn't give up because I believed in myself and I valued myself, hence society has now valued me. So I, I really appreciate, appreciate that. Um, now, Let's talk about girls. While the government has a department focused on teenage pregnancies and the Ministry of Health also has a focus on women's health, just as the street youth faces challenges, so do our girls. So, Honorable, what is youth affairs working on in regards to empowering our girls? Um, the Ministry of Youth Affairs is working also with the Office of the First Lady um, to ensure that we champion the hands of our girls. The Ministry of Youth Affairs also, um, we are very sensitive in terms of gender empowerment and gender mainstreaming issues within the Ministry of Youth. And that is why also we have given opportunity to the, to the, to the, to, to the girls or the women in, in Sierra Leone to really champion most of our project within the Ministry of Youth Affairs. Like the Youth in Agriculture project has been managed by a woman, the feed manager is a woman. Okay. And also we have also the gender text within the ministry and also a focal person who work with donor partners to see that we, 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 we roll out most of the activities or issues that are policy that are related, that are gender related. Uh, issues also. Also, what we did also in ensuring that when we established the district youth council, there we have fifty percent opportunity that we are giving out to the women in this country to ensure that they they actively involved into governance issue and uh, run through the one hundred and ninety one um, 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 chiefdom that we have in this country. Uh, we have the district youth council all over this country and all over this district youth council. We have the district community and zona where women are all is also allowed to actively participate into monitoring all developmental projects and also monitoring the hands of our guest book um, Program that was launched by the office of the first lady. Um, as a ministry, also we are also we working with the ministry of gender that has been established by His Excellency the President to okay. ensure that also gender issue are uh, issue that we should treat with all form of seriousness in the country. Yes. Recently, during the chiefdom mobilization of um, um, youth to actively involved into agriculture, there was also a policy directive that was given to us clearly that out of those hundred percent youth that will be applying. 35% opportunity will be given to our women and the 5% will be given to the people who are living with disability in this country okay. to ensure that there is equal opportunity for all irrespective of your gender or your uh, your your physical challenge. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, and, and we, as women, we, we talk a lot about um, having a seat at the table and being involved in the policy-making decisions as relates to women, right? Because again, I'm a woman. I, I I know more about women issues. Not to say that you wouldn't, but I know a lot more about women issues. Um, and so to to it's impressive again to see that you have women involved in in, in all aspects of of um, the work that the, the youth ministry is doing. Um, and I pray that their their voices are are being heard. That their concerns that they raise that they're. They're able to do their jobs uh, effectively and represent a woman well, but also speak on behalf of women, ensuring that we do create a sense of get out of this patriarch society um, and, and move more into where we are gender equality, a gender equal society. So, um, and, and this is good for our youth that are in school 
to understand that as well, that all is not lost at all. Uh, you know, I just, I'm just going to go through school. I'm going to graduate. And then it's back to the man. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a man's society, right? So it's good to hear that uh, the youth uh, ministry has definitely, uh, the government of Sierra Leone, because we're working on, uh, under the auspice of the, of the president, that we have prioritized women, uh, uh, gender equality um, in all, every aspect of, of the work that you're, you're doing. Um, we have far too many college graduates with no job opportunities and have lost hope in the so-called system. Um, and I know we, we've spoken a lot about agriculture, but there are kids that are studying mass communications. There's kids studying political science. There are kids studying, you know, nursing and all of these other fancy things that they're doing. Uh, but at the end of it, there's no job opportunity. They graduate, they incur some sort of debt of sorts to, to go through school per se. You know, a lot of money goes into to go into school, to college, and then they graduate and then they don't have the opportunity. Now, we are creating an opportunity as a government, and it, it seems to be very heavily focused on agriculture. But what about for those who are not in the agriculture kind of business, um, and I, I studied something else and I want to go do this? What are the opportunities? What are we doing for those people to ensure that four years have not just gone by and they're now back to, you know, manual labor, let's call it that car wash business or some sort of other business? Do we have anything in mind to accommodate the, that population of folks? Yeah, definitely. As a government, that is why His Excellency Jilos um, Marabio um, has involved in to marketing the country and also attracting investors to come in to come and um, um, establish their own private businesses and ensuring in doing that um, a job opportunity will be given to the youth of this country as well as also adding on the economy also of this country. So as a government, we are focusing uh, we are focused at the broader um, perspective here in ensuring that equal opportunity and there is enough job for the youth of this country. While this presently, you can also agree with me that government alone cannot cater or okay. provide all this job for the youth. Yeah. And looking at the number of graduates that are coming out every yeah. year in yeah. our university, every year they are coming to add on the youth and employment. Yes. And as a government, that is also that is also a, uh, that can result to a, as a security threat, and that can also yeah. result to a lot of underdevelopment within the country. Yes. So that is why we as a government want to embark on private sector engagement for okay. the private sector to see reason also to, to open up um, their, to expand their businesses as well, because we strongly believe that the moment they expand their businesses, job opportunity will be created for the youth of this country. And um, also my appeal to the youth of this country also, looking at the global trend presently, there are a lot of um, 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 skills that are available um, in the internet or there are a lot of way of earning ourselves alternative means of taking care of ourselves. Let us don't sit and wait for government say we are going to wait for government job. Let us don't sit and wait for government or let government provide this before I move. Always human being or everybody within Sri Union, you have to make a move. If you make a move, then then someone can appreciate you and then development can come. But if you just sit and wait for opportunity, opportunity will never come. It's only when you go out there and search for this opportunity, then you yes. can find one. So my appeal to them is that we as a government, we are trying our own level best to attract investors to come in and establish our, our and their businesses, as well as government is also trying to expand on, on and in other areas to provide job opportunity. And that is why within the youth ministry, we have established the, the National Youth Service yeah. to provide um, 
one year job as well as you are giving one year national service to the country because we strongly believe that that can also ready meet some of the solutions in yeah. terms of youth unemployment in the country. Yeah. I think one one advice, and I'm not sure I'm even qualified to even give this advice, but when we talk about these working with private sector uh, and, and job opportunities, and, and you mentioned this earlier about the experience, I don't know how much the government can influence a private sector um, to be able to recognize that you want to empl- you want your youth to be employed. And so when you set a standard of two to three years of experience or five years of experience or 10 years of experience, I'm not sure how much the government can influence their um, requirements to bring that two to three years down to accept someone that's right out of college and, 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 and go from there versus because me, for somebody that, I mean, even at my stage in life now, when I read back when I used to look for jobs, when I see 10 years experience, I automatically am defeated. I'm like, well, I don't have 10 years of experience, right? And so while we want to encourage the youth to go out and search for opportunities, seek opportunities for themselves, that very first line that says, we want somebody with a master's degree or a bachelor's degree with five years experience, it doesn't even matter if all 15 other things I qualify for. That very first thing has already de- deterred me from from um, from applying. And so not sure if that's something that the governments can, as we're asking pi- 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 private sectors to, to come in, uh, or even within the government, that we create a system that allows, you know, people that graduate, they, they get kind of sort of like a, a free pass, you know, at least that's how they, they have to get experience somewhere. Um, and so if we can get the, the, the requirements to be reduced a little bit to accommodate new graduates, that would be a very, very big step in the employment issues for our graduates out of college. Not sure if I'm in the position to, to ask for that or if you're in the position of the government can even do that. Because again, if I own my own company, I guess I get to set what I want, who I want on my team. But I think if we were able to express that, we have a high, you know, 70% of our youth are unemployed uh, or underemployed. I think that that would hopefully in, in inspire an organization that wants to come and invest in Sierra Leone to be able to be part of our development issues is to is to be able to, to, to provide a job opportunity. So um, I, I think that that's something that could fall in a, a flagship program of sorts where we, we work on what the requirements are for a job, uh, especially for our, our students graduating uh, college. Now, what advice do you have for our youth to aspire and chase their dreams despite the challenges they're facing. And you, and you just said one, which is don't wait for opportunity to come to you. I say that all the time. When there's no opportunity, you create opportunity, right? Uh, and, and if I was one that sat around and waited, I would be waiting. I would still be waiting for an opportunity to come to me. That's not how life is right now. And we're in a fast-paced uh, environment. That's just the world itself. Everything is moving at a fast pace. No one is going to be searching through the internet looking for Sabatou Mansare and all of her qualifications. Oh, she's the person. That's not going to work. I'm going to have to put a little bit of effort into it. But I want them to hear from someone that's relatable. Uh, what advice do you give them to aspire and chase their dreams despite the current challenges that they're facing? And they may continue to face throughout their lives because life is filled with challenges. Always believe in yourself. Okay. And as a youth, the moment you lost hope in yourself, you lost hope in your dream. Yeah. So my first appeal to the youth of Sierra Leone is to believe in yourself. Yes. And if you believe in yourself, you can achieve your dream. Yeah. Um, the second one, uh, take responsibility of your actions. Stop this blame game. Blaming okay. people that XYZ, Mr. X, is responsible for my downfall, my family line, tradition, witchcraft, um, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I didn't know that was one of them. Yeah. Okay. Take responsibility <laughs> of your action and take responsibility of your mistakes. 
because we learn from our mistakes. If we accept our mistakes, then our life can change. But if we don't accept our mistakes and we don't accept our own reality also, we always shift. We are always shifting the goalposts yeah. and yeah. shifting the blame to yeah. other people. Then there is no way we are going to succeed. Yes. I mean, I, I, I was also caught between that. I used yeah. uh, back back again everything that uh, when I suffer, I said because my father is not alive, right. that's why I'm suffering. Yeah. But I, it came to me sometimes, some moment. I have to stop this mentality and yes. change my own lifestyle and look at myself and say, let me own my own mistakes and let me own my own action and walk towards my dream. So the moment you own your own mistakes and accept and take responsibility of your action, then your life can change. Um, Be passionate and committed to everything that you are doing. Um, Above it all, I believe in teamwork. There's no journey that you can undertake single-handedly. There is no achievement that you alone can achieve. It's only when you work with teams and you believe in collective responsibility, yes. then you can succeed. Don't work in isolation, yes. but work with teams. Yeah. Work in t- with teams and work towards your dream and you achieve your dreams and your goals. Yeah, um, I, I like I like all of them. I and, and it's it's I think when I actually wrap up, it's some of the things that I actually say uh, outside of the teamwork. I didn't mention the teamwork, and and we have a we have a um, uh, an impression that when. It's a competition. We live life in a competition. We don't live life in a sense that I need to work together. I see something in that person. And so I'm going to collaborate with them so that I could be better and I could, and they could be better. We look at it that if I stay in my little corner in isolation and I'm going to, I'm going to just try to succeed on my own. Well, unfortunately, listeners and, and, and viewers, it doesn't work that way. You have to work with other people to be successful. Uh, and, and even the most successful people in, in the world can say that, that themselves. They, they started the idea on their own, but they needed other people to come on board to help them to be able to um, act, to actualize that idea. So I, I like the I like the believe in yourself, and I think I'm going to say that at some point. And, and taking responsibility is very, very important. We all can make excuses for why it's not happening, you know, why things are just terrible in our lives. Um, even as an adult today, there are times that I, I would do that to myself. Says, oh, if only this was this, if only this was that. But then I quickly remind myself, no, 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 that's not it. What did you not do? Walk it back. See what you did wrong. Accept your uh, responsibility for your mistakes um, that you've made, but don't dwell on them. Don't overly dwell on mistakes, right? Just, just try to think of the next thing and move forward from that. Um, so as we wrap up, um, Honorable Kalon, I am going to ask you to tell us what you and the office plan to achieve by the end of the year. Um, as a government and uh, under his leadership of His Excellency Julius Madabio, we want to change the mindset of the youth of this country to be to focus on development, and we also want to reduce the youth unemployment in this country, and we want all youth to actively involve into developmental um, processes in within Sierra Leone, and also see Sierra Leone as the only country that they are they, that belong to them, and they also has to take responsibility of everything and answerable also within the law frame or the law book to the law books of this country mm-hmm. and respect the constitution. And as a ministry also, that um, that is why our office and our doors are open for the youth of this country. Mm-hmm. Come to us with your ideas that you have. Come to the ministry and let us dialogue on the way forward. Well, we as a ministers cannot do it all or single-handedly solve the youth unemployment, or single-handedly say, we are going to do this. I don't believe in promises. I don't believe in um, 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 
too much talking. I believe in action. action yes. um, yeah. And I believe um, that let us believe in the leader that we are, we are all serving and let us believe in his vision. He has good dream for the for the youth and the people of Sierra Leone. And he's working towards that particular trajectory or direction to ensure that Sierra Leone is once again the item of West Africa. Okay. I, I, I like that. I, I do. Um, um, my dear listeners, I have many passions and our youth is one of them, but it should not be my passion alone. It should be a collective passion. Their role in society and the need for their advancement and development is crucial to the future of our nations. Youth make up a fifth of the population and in Africa alone, in Africa alone, a fifth of the population in Africa alone, they're estimated to double in numbers from 20 to 42% by 2030. Now, to some people, 2030 is a long way away. It's really not that far away, right? We're going to double our youth population by 2030. In Sierra Leone, our youth make up a third of our population, with 50% of them are uneducated and unskilled. Unfortunately, the lack of infrastructure and resources to help them be productive members of society is gravely impacting our nation's advancement, development, and our future leaders. I was a youth here in Sierra Leone. I attended primary, secondary, and second, senior secondary school here in Freetown and in McKinney. And if I had not been raised in a home where education was prioritized, only God knows where I'd be today. So parents, you know, we didn't talk about this, uh, Honorable, but parents, let's not forget that you too, you have a role to play in the lives of your children who are our nation's youth, right? They're our future. Investment in our youth starts at home. Then our communities and schools, religious centers, mentorship programs, and governmental agencies, and any agency that has a component that address youth issues. Now, it's easy to cast the blame. The truth is we all have a role to play and should not idly sit by while our future leaders are being labeled street youth, drug addicts, criminals, gangsters, illiterates, homeless. They're being trafficked or worst case, they're dying. We owe them a fighting chance and I'm advocating for all of us to touch the lives of at least one youth and set them up for success. Religious leaders, I call on you as well to be part of the solution to our youth success. Overall, Investing in our youth, providing the necessary resources and infrastructure to at least give them a shot at being more than what their current environment is telling them that they will be. All of the youths listening or watching, you will not be a product of your environment, but you will be a product of your own thoughts. So if you think you will be nobody but a street youth, uneducated and unskilled, then you probably will be that, right? But if you change your thoughts and mindset that you're destined to be great and you will not allow your current circumstance to alter that profound mindset, then by the will of God, you will be that somebody. Don't give up. Don't quit. Accept failure as a friend. It's okay to fail. But learn from your mistakes and don't overly dwell on them because you need to be working on the next big thing because there's so many big things out there. Anything less is unacceptable. And I and I'm sure the deputy minister himself, we all hold you accountable for your thoughts and how you see yourself. Now, Deputy Minister Lucien Colon, I cannot thank you enough for, I'm saying your name very Americanized versus very Sierra Leoneanized, Lucien Colon. Right, let me say that. I can't thank you enough for st stopping by the Sabato Mansory journey and for always giving me an opportunity to share my thoughts and uh, and on this very passionate but crucial topic of our nation's future leaders. May you be graced with wisdom and sound counsel as you work on improving the lives of our youth. Thank you, Sabato, for ensuring that we collectively 
fight to change the mindset of this youth of this country and to positively engage them on developmental projects within Sierra Leone. Definitely. And I am raising my hand. I am one of the people I'm raising my hand to do that, uh, to, to, to do all I can to make sure that our youth are prioritized. I want to give a special thanks to Edward Buema and Kenneth Ali, who are two mass communication students at our very own Farbe College for submitting these actual questions that have been asked of the Honorable Deputy Minister Lusain Kalan. Thank you all for tuning in to the show. If you want to learn more about what we talked about today, you can visit our website, sabatomansaray.com. If you like the show, please make sure to like and subscribe so you can get new episodes directly onto your phone. But let's keep the conversation going between episodes on Facebook at the Sabatu Mansaray Journey and the same on Twitter and Instagram. You can always find us there talking faith, resilience, empowerment, and our beloved Mother Africa. Thank you again for your support. See you back here next week.